What's up, you guys? Welcome back to another episode of Why Are We Here? I'm Spencer Crandall, and today on the pod is one of my dear friends, uh, Knoxville legend, <laughs> Jonathan Shockley. Do you have to think about Shockley. my name? That's great. No, I just was laughing because you're not a legend, but you are from Knoxville. I am legend. You're legend to me. I, That's all that matters. Yes. I love you dearly. Um, just a, a really great friend of mine, and obviously an incredible artist. Uh, you just put out a project, which we'll get into. Um, I'd like you to tell the story of how we met because I'm always curious to hear <laughs> your take on that situation. Yeah, and, dude, I, and that's exactly meeting. how I wanted to start today. It's <laughs> me telling how we met. Perfect. Um, yeah, for sure. Um, here in this great city we call Nashville, uh-huh. sometimes people date, sometimes they don't, sometimes they're okay. just goofing, mm-hmm. they're just hanging. I started hanging out with this girl, and she had a friend, as girls do. Girls have Mm -hmm. friends. And that friend was my girlfriend at the time. That's right. You were dating the friend. Yes. Yes. And I think that the first time we met, we wound up just dating instead. (laughs) And I remember this vividly that I asked you to tell it, but now I'm going to take over. That's fine, yeah. I remember this vividly that we were introduced maybe at like a party or a get-together. Yeah. And then... Both of our significant others at the time were like, where did they go? Mm. And it was you and I in a different room yep. having like slumber party giggles. Facts. Talking about <laughs> Justin Timberlake yeah, and the NBA. Absolutely. And, and we just really hit it off. And so uh, yeah. then eventually I turned to you and I said, we don't need these these humans to hang out. We can hang out as do humans. Do you want to form an alliance <laughs> with me? Absolutely, yes. I do. <laughs> That's exactly how that went. That's exactly right. yeah. that. That uh, is that from the office. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That little TikTok audio is is our relationship. That's absolutely true. Would you like to form an alliance yeah. with me? Who's Jim and who's Dwight? In this, yeah. Do you think you're like the protagonist in life, or do you feel like you're more the jester? I have an answer. I feel like we're so similar that it's just hard to. Or maybe we're both Jims. Yeah. Who's the Dwight in our life? <laughs> Jake West. <laughs> <laughs> True. Yeah. Yeah. No. Well, yes. You're correct. We're getting off track. The point is we were dating other people and then basically ended up dating uh, like the most platonic but yet not platonic love is ours. And That's so the truest. We're truest here now because thing. of it. And, and also because of that, we have had many coffee dates. It's one of my favorite parts yes. of our relationship is yes. that just like – you know, we're both busy gentlemen, but right. at least once a month we try yeah. to grab coffee. And you're one of the few people who is really doing the, the same shit as me. So mm. it's like nice to just have somebody to bounce stuff off yeah. of. And like, for sure, you know, especially in this town and what we do, it's mm-hmm. hard to find other people who can like commiserate with the Absolutely. bullshit. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Cut from the same cloth. It's good. Cut from the same cloth. It's a breath of fresh air. Yeah. You're a breath of fresh air. You're a breath of fresh air. God. Stop. That's a wrap. Well, thanks. <laughs> uh, when did you move to Nashville? Because you're from Knoxville. Yeah. So I, I say Knoxville. I'm from a like small town, like 30 minutes east. It starts east. with an M. Yes, it does. Yeah. Morristown? M- ah, you nailed that. Morristown. Very Morristown. proud of you. So from Morristown, moved to Nashville. Um, I Googled you. Did you? Bitch. What came up? Just like a high school touchdown, the one I had. Yeah, apparently you're not allowed within 100 yards of a Chuck E. Cheese, but we'll get into that. I'm not. They got great pizza. Um, I um, moved to Nashville 
January, almost four years ago, January of 2018. Okay. Yeah. So January 1. Did I meet you like right as you moved then? No, you met me the next year. We met the next year. I lied. It wasn't 2018. We oh, met you 2019. Right. You right. Yeah. So moved then. Um, Why Nashville? That's a good question. Because, um, you know, I do kind of the pop hip hop thing. Mm-hmm. And so I get asked that a lot. Why did you pick Nashville? And I think that what a lot of people are figuring out or maybe don't know at all is that Nashville is, yeah, uh, you know, country music capital of the world. A lot of, you know, CCM music is Mm -hmm. based here, but just music in general, you know, kind of finds a home here. And so, which is really dope. But really what made me pick Nashville is one, um, I love Tennessee. This is home, you know. Yeah. But two, uh, I just had some connections here. You know, I had met a couple producers who I had actually traveled back and forth and done some sessions with. And so it was like, this just makes logistical sense as well you know if I'm gonna take this leap and you know not just dip my toe in the water and really full send this it makes sense to go with a little bit of a you know a head start a little um it's nice to have champions for sure especially starting out and to have people who believe in you and uh not super helpful did you find music via Christian music and like CCM and leading worship and stuff? Yeah, that's that's a good question. I grew up, my dad actually traveled and sang gospel music. I didn't like, know that. Yeah, from like before I was born until I was 13 or 14, he was on the road like four or five days a week on singing. And so I've always been up around it. And then mm-hmm. obviously growing up in the church, leading worship, doing all of that. So um, music has always just been there, but it wasn't ever something where I was like, ooh, I'm going to do that one day, Mm -hmm. you know. It just kind of became, which I think we had this conversation, there's really not another option, you know. That's just kind of who I am. When did that flip happen? Like, how did it go from I sing at church sometimes to I want to be the next Justin Timberlake? Like, what what flipped and how and, like, that's a pretty big flip. Yeah, no, that's great. I think... um, I was on staff at a church. I'd graduated college. I was on staff at a church doing the gig that I thought was it, what I always wanted, had the the job. Um, and that was you'd go around and uh, take the cracker and the wine. Yes. You'd, you'd eat, put eat them together myself. in your mouth, and then you'd baby bird it to the congregation. Yeah, right? yes. That church Did, got shut down, correct, for uh, violations of health codes, correct? And that's a wrap. <laughs> <laughs> um yeah, that's that wasn't it. But I was uh, leading worship, <laughs> doing the thing, and I guess I actually kind of started out in like a singer-songwriter world because that was mm-hmm. all that I had the ability to do. I wasn't producing at the time by myself, and so... Was it um, like acoustic-driven? It was, yeah. Yeah, yeah it was at, at one point. I was doing a lot of like stuff in the Young Life world, yeah. doing a lot of singer, singer-songwriter stuff. And I, um, I just kind of realized that... As much as I love the Lord and believe the things that I believe, I just wasn't, full-time ministry wasn't for me. I think that there was just a lot of um, things about who I am and who I felt like I was made to be that wasn't, um, not necessarily expressed, but really tapped into in that Mm -hmm. position. Um, And then really started to write music the way I wanted to write music and make music the way I wanted to. And I was like, oh, shit, this, this is it. And so when I moved... um, that was probably the moment, you know, getting mm-hmm. in the car and me like, yeah, fuck it, let's go. So yeah. that was probably it. That's 2018. 2018. Then you just put out your mixtape, Nice to Meet You. I did. Which is great. Thanks, man. And you let me listen to a bunch of it before Thank it you. came out. Yeah. What is the, how would you describe the sonic evolution of like 
2017 EP mm. to where you are now and like what are some of your major influences and because it feels like um, I'll tell you what I hear when I listen to it. Oh. It's like a lot of that um, like Kanye gospel bigness and mm. epicness mm. matched with like the percussiveness and like melodic sense of like JT John Bellion. Mm. But then you have this other like there's obviously a lot of hip hop and rap mm. and like influence, but there's this like it is gospel-y mm. almost yeah. in a sense, matched with just like really tasty pop stuff. Mm. Is that right? Or that was am great. I just yeah, that was great. You just read the off. menu. No, it, yeah, well you should, but you were right. <laughs> <laughs> um that's that's great. Uh one, that's a high compliment, so thank you. Mm-hmm. What's really interesting about this project um is that part of the project was already released in single form. Right. Um, and just long story short, kind of landed in a place where back in like music, music industry wise, like, you know, the world mm-hmm. that the behind the curtain world, it made sense to kind of re-release those songs packaged with some new stuff. Yeah. Um, because a lot of those songs came to life during um, 2018 and even before I moved to Nashville, like I wrote them before I moved yeah. to Nashville. Um and I've got a really dope team around me that was like, hey, because, you know, as you also know, I'm sitting on another project mm-hmm. right now that I just am just chomping at the bits to mess with. Um, but they Which were is like, incredible. Thank you. You played me some of that too. And it was like Thanks. super tasty. That means a lot. Um, but they were like, hey, you can't just, that's like drinking from a fire hydrant. You can't just give that to this little grassroots movement that you've got behind you mm-hmm. and also the world and be like, here I am. They're going to be like, hey, I don't know it's how to lot. process yeah. this project. And so they're like, you have to tell the story, which I think is something that you do such a good job of is Thanks, telling the story and painting the picture. And so that was our way of being like, hey, as you know, it is titled, it's nice to meet you because there's some new people that are coming along mm-hmm. and hearing my story now. This is where I've been. Um but this is like what matters is where I'm going. And I want you to come with me. Um, I want to tell you this story, um, but I can't tell you the story if I don't read you chapter one. And so those mm-hmm. old songs were like, hey, this was chapter one. I want you to hear this. Yeah. Um, and so like the intro track, Nice to Meet You, is my way of being like, hey, to the world of the church world that I grew up in, I say fuck in my music <laughs> and it's okay. I still love Jesus. Yeah, but yeah. you got an issue with that? Don't really give a fuck. But yeah. there it is, you know, and here's where I've been and this is where we're going. And so um, I think sonically, you're absolutely correct. My music has gone very like uh, down the middle pop. Um, and now it's landed in this place where like what you said, like Kanye, big gospel, you know, a, a big part of that was I started producing myself. That kind mm-hmm. of became, that was my COVID project. Yeah, that was, I remember you starting to tell me about that. You're like, I'm starting to mess around with some production stuff and you'd send me some beats or some stuff you're working on. Yeah. And I feel like when you started messing around a little bit more, there was like definitely a discovery process of who you are and like what you want to sound like. Because I think when somebody else is behind the controller mm-hmm. or like pressing the buttons, yeah, there's 
there's always going to be a minuscule loss of like mm. what you have in your brain mm-hmm. to the keys to the ears. Absolutely. But you, there was no more. It was a lossless transaction. Yeah. No, that's absolutely correct. And you know this. Like the reality is, is the more lenses that you view a picture through, the more distorted it's going to be. Not mm-hmm. in you know, and oftentimes that's a good, beautiful thing. That's the beauty of collaboration. You know, and yeah. that's still necessary. Yeah, the but, question's like how many lenses and which lenses. Exactly. Because all of a sudden if you have 25 cooks in the kitchen, it yep. gets super hard to communicate what you're communicating. Right. Also, if it's just you, it's probably not going to be as good as it possibly can be. Obviously, yeah. we know this through collaboration. And yeah. That's why we moved to a place like this. Because people are really great at what they do. Absolutely. That's exactly right. And I've been really um, fortunate to have the collaborators who I worked with previously, like pre-learning to produce, are still very much – Mm-hmm. in my circle of collaborators, you know, and it's a smaller circle. You know, we've talked about that too. It's kind of, I found my group that I love and not that it doesn't expand or move some, but like that, you know, the project that we were talking about earlier, you know, there were seven people in a cabin bringing that to life and that was very selective and yeah. you know, by design. And so I think that when I started to make my my own beats and kind of produce music myself, it allowed me to say the things that I have always wanted to say mm-hmm. and make the sounds that I was told I wasn't allowed to make. Mm. Um, and so now it has landed in this more more of a hip-hop space sonically, but, you know, as you and I know, what we bonded over initially was our obsession with the way that Justin Timberlake stacks vocals and mm-hmm. moves harmonies and does that sort of thing. And so um, it's just been... I think I heard Machine Gun Kelly say this because, you know, he raps and then he does this pop punk thing and Mm -hmm. there's rumor he's making a rap album again and you know the market just gets pissed whenever you just bounce around for some Mm -hmm. stupid ass reason (laughs) he and i saw i don't remember if it was on tiktok or what but he was like yo i just make fucking good music so deal with it and i was like (laughs) yeah you do man deal with it well i feel like we all grew up with like limewire and master and that's how you consume music. Yeah, you know? we would literally. I would literally. I remember having this like shitty little iPod shuffle that mm-hmm. I got for Christmas, mm-hmm. and I had like seven songs on it forever. And it yep. was like Green Day, mm. and then like you know whatever Kanye West. Mm-hmm. And you're so influenced by both of those things yep. when you go to write a song. You know, production wise, you want 808s, but then you're like, but I also have this really angsty melody. Facts. And so instead of trying to put it in a box. Mm. You know, I feel like a lot of people our age, and especially even younger, like my little sister, just doesn't give a shit about genre or like what, because there's no longer this place in a store where like these are the hip hop CDs and these are the Christian CDs. It's like I think the most interesting art being made right now is a Frankenstein of cool shit. Absolutely, it's like I love this thing and this thing and this thing. Mm. I'm gonna take the best parts. I'm gonna leave behind the parts I don't need or like like transcend and include like i'm going to transcend the shit i don't need and include the shit i love and that's kind of what i feel like the especially the stuff that's out is that and then i think what's cool is you have this new iteration which i got to hear which Mm. you guys will hear eventually and i can't wait for you to hear is this frankenstein version of it's really authentically you Mm. like when you spend time with you and then you listen to that music like it really lines up and it really tells your story and it really like Matches your personality, your energy, your your vibes. Your vibes. Uh, your vibes dude, translate. Translate. There's not a higher compliment than <laughs> your fucking vibes. Keep doing that the Girl, whole time. Every time your you vibes see something, translate. You, keep, you gotta flick it a little bit, you know? It's great. You gotta flick my vibes. <laughs> flick my vibes. 
like a booger. So that's the name of uh, the album is Flick My Vibes, Flick. and it comes out. It's actually on... Bitch Don't Flick My Vibes. Bitch Don't Flick My Vibes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's and great. you have Kendrick Lamar featuring. He's like, yeah, I love that more than my own song. <laughs> yep, yep, Kendrick, if you're watching, please, God, <laughs> please. He sues you for everything. That's He's for. like, hey, man, you can't lie about me on Spencer's <laughs> podcast. I'm like, okay, sorry. <laughs> well, I did. No, but I'm super excited for the music stuff. I have, um, or I guess we have had big conversations of like, what's the goal? Yeah. Like, I'd love to hear you explain... Because it, it's something we talk about all the time. Like, mine's the stadium or whatever, and that mm. gives me stadium gang and the road to the stadium and right. stuff, which is a good roadmap. What is the, like, if I could do, you know, at the end of my life, if I could say I got to do this, yeah. like, what's the goal? What's the a mm. life well lived? I love that. Um, I think that's a – there's a, so many ways to answer that, um, which is now I'm contemplating that and staring at the corner of that wall and like, oh, stuck in a good stare. You get stuck in a good stare. Right? It's great. Um, I think so career-wise, I want to play the biggest stage possible. And for me, that's I want to play arenas. You know, mm-hmm. I want as much room and as many ears to just – because performing at the end of the day is my favorite thing. I yeah. love being in the studio. You're I love creating. Quarter. Thank you. But that is my shit. Like – my favorite thing in the world to do. I've been doing that since I was little in musical mm-hmm. theater and on up. And so, um, but I think that, and what you and I also bond really hard over is we have these massive goals and these things that we want for ourselves and our career mm-hmm. and are making the necessary sacrifices. Hopefully we'll find out if it pans out uh, <laughs> to see that come to fruition. But um, it's not the end all be all, you know? Yeah. And that's um, important. And I mm-hmm. think that, in the grind and the hustle when your head is down and it's just like the nitty gritty that's often forsaken and overlooked, at least for me right now, I'm dealing with that. Um, but I look up and I look around and I think, man, really good friends and people that I love and, you know, a sense of peace is just really special. Yeah. And so, um, I've quit music and I'm moving to the coast. <laughs> I am shaving my head. I am taking a vow of silence. <laughs> I will wear an orange robe. I would thrive in a monastery. It. Thrive. I don't think either one of us would. We wouldn't. I was very uh, talkative. Yeah. Hey, man. <laughs> what, did you, what did you do last night? <laughs> the same shit, bro. Why, why don't you guys talk to me? <laughs> Can you imagine if we were both in the same monastery? Bro. So many disciplinary actions towards us. <laughs> what do they do? Do they paddle? In a monastery? I can't imagine. They're, they're pretty imagine paddling. Imagine paddling in a monastery. Now you want to go. <laughs> <laughs> I don't wonder if that's disrespectful. I'm sorry if you're into a monastery. Uh, we apologize to the monastery community. <laughs> We're very sorry. Super sorry. Um, <laughs> I don't even know where I'm going there. I, I actually do know where I'm going to go from there, which is I'm going to bring up a couple people and you're going to just share uh, their impact on your life. Cool. Ready? Ready. Kobe Bryant. Jesus, man. <laughs> <laughs> too soon. Um, It'll always be too soon. Man, you know, I am, as you know, the biggest Laker fan, and that is mm-hmm. just 92% of the fact that I grew up obsessed with the way he played the game. Yeah. Um, you know, I love basketball is my favorite sport. I like the way they dribble up and down, down the, the court. court. I keep it so fresh on the microphone. Mm-hmm. Um, but I fell <laughs> in love with who he, how he played the game. As I grew older, I 
really learn to appreciate. And honestly, and you probably get this, the way that, like, because you played sports, the way that you approach sports, that mentality has really helped me in my music career. Mm -hmm. And watching him be just his pursuit of excellence while also prioritizing the things that matter. Um, Yeah. Like watching him be a dad, watching him be a husband, watching him be a friend and watching him like it just, you know, so I think that, um, like I watch Kobe Bryant highlights before I go on stage. Like, do you really? Yeah. Which is really crazy. Very fast story. Last show that I played was the day before the helicopter crash. Really? And, uh, like I put out a song on that Friday, which was the 24th, 25th played a show, 26th he died. And I remember like, you know, driving back and one of my best friends from home is the one who told me, texted me. And I remember getting the text, absolute, and I was like, you know, you're buzzing. Like you just put out yeah. a song, song's doing well, show is sold out the show, like everything's like, dude, fuck yes, things are going well. And you get that and it just brings you back to the place of like, this is very fragile. What matters? Yeah. And you look at the way that he lived, and it was just like, yeah. I could go on and on about what he means to yeah. me, and I know that you were in that boat too. I mean, so I love watching people who are masters. Like Tom yes. Brady last night yes. won at 44. Right? He's 44 years old, and he's making game-winning drives yeah. that are like perfect. Yeah. Like no errors, yeah. and it's – it's really cool to watch guys like Kobe, guys like Tom Brady, guys like, you know, like um, Kanye or JT or whatever. These people who are just such at the top of their game. Mm. And you're like, whoa, like that is so inspiring to me. Mm. I think even this is going to sound like condescending, but it's not like I can watch an incredible painter mm. and like feel like I when someone's just great at what they do yeah. it makes me like want to run run through a wall like, Absolutely. i feel the same way before a show i'll watch documentaries i'll watch like a lot of people listen to pump up music mm. i like listening to the stories of like great people like yeah. the last dance or something yes like that. that's a great example yeah. of it just like lit me up because i'm like holy shit these people said they wanted to be in the one percent mm. and then took one percent actions yeah that's like a big that's part exactly of right. what i try to do is like if I want to play a stadium, that is such a crazy 1% dream. Mm. You have to map your ac- actions, and a lot of those people sacrificed a lot yeah. to do that. And yeah. Kobe's like the top of the list right. of work ethic. Like yeah. the Mamba mentality is mm-hmm. so real. And, oh, yeah. And we're just like, you know, two kids growing up watching a basketball player. But I, it is crazy how somebody like that can impact the world. Like, I think for a lot of guys our age, that was one of the crazier or most impactful celebrity deaths. 100%. Ever. 100%. I felt I felt so I remember like I was bawling on that Same, drive dude. just And then it, he was with his daughter and stuff too, right. which was just exactly. like the fucking gut. Punch. Exactly. Yeah. And I remember thinking, why in the hell am I crying? I didn't know this guy, he didn't know me. Yeah. And then you just think about holy shit. I'm crying over somebody I never like that just is all the more testament to who he was. Yeah. And so um. Yeah, special. Very RP. Special. Uh, what about? Let's just go right into just Justin Timberlake. Justin Timberlake. Uh, well, Justin Timberlake means so much to me because he brought us together. That's true. Yeah, he's so. our um, he's our match. He's our Cupid. He's he our is. Cupid. Um, man, I I love JT for all of the reasons. Um, 
his favorite t- JT album? Oof. Uh, 2020 Part 1 has probably been the most uh, impactful. Same Z's. Um, but Future Sex is... Is that two? Um, yeah. yeah. Like, it's really... It just... It varies on the day, to be honest. Just because... That's fair. Like, 2020 Part 1 was... Means the most because of the time period. Like, where mm-hmm. where that hit me in my life and yeah. what, you know. That was our my senior year of high school. And that was a moment where I was like... Ho- like... Sonically, just rocked my world. Yeah. You but hear I, something in music where you're like, what? You can do that? Yes. You know? And you know how like you hear songs now, and it's like, I remember, I can smell the air when I heard this the first time. Like, I remember yeah, the road. Crazy. I can smell, I remember Homeboy in the Passenger Seat, or I remember the emotion I was feeling, you know. I remember um, when he put out, what's the... God, no, this is embarrassing. The first single off Man in the Woods, put you filthy. Yeah. I remember I was on vacation, and I think Jeff texted me. He's like, yo, new JT, because I, like, forgotten her. I was, you know, in vacation mode. And I literally didn't even tell him. I just got up from the dinner table at this, like, nicer restaurant and went into the bathroom. Shut up. And just listened, like, put your filthy That's incredible. I remember exactly where I was. That's incredible. Same thing smells. I could tell you, like, I was wearing this, like, orange salmon shirt. Mm. Like, it's just weird when you hear a song and it, like, takes you to this place. Yes. I remember where I was when I heard Sam Hunt for the first time. Mm. I remember, um, you know the song Let It Go um, by Passenger? Sorry. It's like so- totally on a frozen mode. Uh, <laughs> now I was like, yeah, Elsa, go yeah, ahead. Yeah, duh. Let it go. <laughs> uh, that song, I, I remember um, my buddy showed it to me and we were in a car. Um, what if that was the whole story? And we were <laughs> We were in a car. We were in a car. Thanks for so watching. So what do you think? We were in a car and it was snowing and it like looked like a snow globe outside. Yeah. And then he played and you know they're like dee 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 dee. It's just so beautiful, and like it was one of those moments in music where mm. where I was matched up with the song. Yeah, so that's special. like that's the setting. I that I wish everyone could listen to that song. Yeah, for the first for the first time, time, time in that setting. That's cool, and, like, man. Do you have any songs like that or any like experiences? Um. I'm trying to think of like I mean I remember like those moments of besides when you heard my music for the first time right I heard my person for the first time laying next to the love of my life I yeah that's right I played it for you <laughs> yeah oh that's right in bed my <laughs> no um you know I think I rem I have like the moments of like remembering where I was and when I listened to this honestly the best one which is m- super sad but it's kind of funny um we. My senior year of high school, the game we lost in the playoffs, we are shaking hands, and you know you're taking off. I'm about to take off pads for the yeah. the last time. I'm not going to go play college ball. Look at me. Uh, and so we're going through. And I was also got a concussion that game. So like, oh, I, this is like spotty and also kind of out of it. And home by Philip Phillips is playing, and I'm with like one of my best friends. Yeah, and we're standing there staring at the field, and he is just like ugly mom crying, and mm-hmm. I'm like. You know, I'm also crying, but also, like, kind of not there. But I remember, like, the lights. I remember seeing the other team celebrate over there. Yeah. And hearing, oh, by Philip Phillips, no, you're not alone. <laughs> like, oh, man, but also, no, I got to get out of here. <laughs> <laughs> this is not okay, bro. <laughs> Just fully concussed. Yeah. yeah. It's awful. Yeah, it's crazy how, how music can do that stuff. Yeah. I, obviously, new Kanye came out. Hot yeah. take. Donda, what does it do for you? Are you a fan? Are you in? You out? Uh, Rated on one to ten. Well, I should not. I will. I will try to just preface with: I should never be the one to talk Kanye critiques because I just 
don't really have them. That's how much I Your bias. Him. Yeah, my sure. bias is just off the charts. So we'll acknowledge the bias. Take that. Take this door. with a grain of salt. You've left it. You've kicked off your shoes of bias. Yes. And now, now my unbiased report. opinion, he's the second coming. No. Um, <laughs> Jesus! Um, I, I love Donda a ton. Um, I think that what I love about Kanye um, is he is... There's nothing that Kanye does that can be digested quickly. Like, that's mm. that project, I probably listened through probably five or six times completely, um, which takes like a day and a half because it's a long-ass album. <laughs> um, and each time I realize he's just a fucking genius and he can do whatever he wants and it's still going to sell, which there's an element that comes with that that's just like pop culture and people mm. are like, How's he going to while out this time? But yeah. I just think that, like, I and I I get on a soapbox here, and so I'll try to lower the soapbox and say, I think that if you look at the landscape of music, and you if you go back through Kanye projects, mm-hmm. you recognize how much music has changed because Kanye West That's is on the true. planet. No matter what you think of Kanye and his yeah, antics exactly. and his, like, um, eccentric yeah. nature. yeah. When Kanye goes here, the music industry bends to it. Yeah, it no. just is super interesting to watch. You yeah. can hear, especially like around graduation, everything yeah. like just yeah. skirted so and hard I mean, towards that sound. You look at 808 and Heartbreaks, which is not oh. one of my favorite albums of his, but pop music, obviously hip hop, but in the same li- sense. never will be. I mean, mm-hmm. unbelievable. And so I think that. Um, I love what he did with Donda. I love the way that he is still staying true to who he says he is and what he believes now. And I think that he is just finds ways to manipulate Sonics in just a way that nobody else does. Yeah. And so, um, are you always fully erect when you talk about Kanye West? Yeah, actually, I um, is that a condition? Yeah, could we raise this table? I, keep, <laughs> I think you're about I to keep hearing that little about <laughs> just bricked up over here talking about Kanye. No, so. I, he's he's incredible. Yeah. My hot take is like I think it's good. Um, I I follow like more as a Drake guy slightly. Yeah, it's like more my. Um, I love his lyric. Mm. He he has oh yeah a little bit more of it. What Kanye is to me is like the um, the movie behind the trailer, yeah. which is like pretty traditional pop music. What Drake does is like give you the lyrics of the actual your script. next Instagram caption. <laughs> No, but yes. <laughs> but he, he gives you the, like, what happened, and Kanye gives you kind of how to feel about what happened. Yeah, no, and I that, think, yeah. They're, they're, like, almost apples and oranges, but yeah. for me, personally, a little bit more on the certain no, I get boy it. train, I, personally, I, at I, the I, moment. We'll see what happens. I also yeah. will say Kanye is a grower, not a shower, in that <laughs> his shit grows on me. Facts. Sneakily. Yeah. Like, even, I don't remember the name of the gospel album, but Jesus there's been a king. couple, what is it? Jesus is king. Jesus is king. Jesus is King. And I remember that I listened to it. was like, ah, that's okay. Yeah. And then like a year later, yeah. I heard some of that stuff. I was like, oh, this is Shit, better so than I remember facts. it being. Yeah. So that's, that's, that's part of it. I, I completely agree. I also would like to say I'm, I'm not a – I'm the beef between the two of them. Like I'm not the either or. Like fuck that. I, I feel think, the same way. I think that I listen like – Kanye and Drake yeah. and have no competition in my brain. Yeah. I just did a little bit of that. In a perfect world, a year from now, they've already kissed and made up and they're doing a joint mm. album and the world will never be the I same. I would love that. I would lose That would my make mind. me so, so happy. Yeah. Uh, my last person on my list of um, 
just people who have had an impact on your life because I know you is Jakey Poo mm. is your is your boy my Jake boy West. yeah Jake West my manager and a, a mutual friend of yeah. ours the the my favorite hug in Nashville Tennessee hundred percent yeah I see him and I just go I think it got rated on the scene as best as hug in Nashville hug. Yeah. yeah it's yeah. a nine point eight out of ten right he he gets a little tight sometimes so that point two yeah. varies yeah his beard's me, a little prickly give me. Uh, kind of the rundown on Jake and like his impact on your life. Cause I know obviously you guys work together now, like officially, which is super fun. It's, yeah. you know, like my kind of mantra is like create things you love with people you love. Facts. And that's kind of what you're in the position to do. Yeah. It, uh, Jake is the biggest gift, um, in my journey through the music career, my music career. Um, he got into music because of me, like he was going into the military and got, medically discharged and then was like just had coffee the other day and was telling me that yeah and so he was like we had this moment where we were sitting at this like dive bar pizza joint and he's like just in a horrible mental state telling Mm -hmm. me what happened and I'm like well I think I'm gonna give this music thing a go I'll need a manager one day and here we are shit dude it's that was that was almost five years ago we had that conversation and now like, as of, like, three months ago, I've signed with his, mm-hmm. you know, he works for a management company here in town, and I've signed under him, you know, which is also cool because I'm his first official yeah. client. So yeah, yeah. it was just a really sweet full circle thing. And honestly, bro, it's really – and you probably know this and experience this with Jeff because, you know, your relationship Jeff? is uh, Jeff Corwin. Jeff Corwin. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The Jeff animal Corwin. guy? Yeah, the animal guy. <laughs> Jeff and I, we've wrestled so many gators at this point. It's like, right. who's the wrestler and who's the gator? That's a good point. Which, Well, thank you so much. <laughs> which no, uh, Jeff might being my manager. Sorry. Yeah. Um, relationship is very similar. And so I think that what's great is with Jake, I found obviously a champion, but somebody who, because there are days that you don't have the strength or the belief to carry the torch. You know, yeah, and oh, somebody else has got to pick that bitch up and run it for you. And we've found that with each other. And he, um, you know, obviously knows and understands me as a human, mm-hmm. um, which is a bear in itself to tackle because I'm a bitch. Um, and so he <laughs> can uh, I retweet that 100%? Yeah, 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 for sure. Get on At a t shirt, boo retweets, <laughs> shock this dick. You back on Twitter, right? Yeah, I'm back on Twitter. Shout my out. Twitter's back. Shout out to that Twitter for those band. Of you who don't know, my Twitter was banned for like two years <laughs> for no fucking reason. At Spency Boo was banned. Made it when I was 14. Keep going, Jake. <laughs> Jake is the one who reported and he flagged him so many times. <laughs> They're like, this we're gonna give this bitch says what he wants. I hug too hard. <laughs> Fuck him and his family. He and nine point eight. Um, <laughs> yeah. So what the fuck was I saying about Jake? Uh, yeah. So he just really understands me, which helps me. Um, it's so nice to have someone on your team who gets you. Yes, because it's not just this is not just music, you know, like It's not just business. Right. Our lives are wrapped up in this bitch yeah. and that comes with a lot of It's like your lives are like wrestled together yes. like a gator. Yeah. And like Jeff Corwin. Like right. When they Absolutely. Would you say that's the perfect metaphor? Yeah, Animal Planet sponsoring this, right? Guys, uh <laughs> get 20% off of just fucking Animal Planet. That's the whole off thing. Of Animal Planet. <laughs> If do you want a planet full of animals, twenty percent off. Use code shock. They just get like a mailbox full of beanie babies. <laughs> just a bees. Bees. What the fuck? <laughs> this is the worst discount ever. But I got twenty percent off, so it feels worth right. it. Well, that feels like a perfect segue to go into my favorite part of the conversation, which is 
the cards, um, you know, no wrong answers, just really cool, weird, you know, interesting questions. Cool. And I feel like you might, uh, you might do some interviews or have other chats, but hopefully they're just ways to like, you know, get people to talk about stuff. And we really like to cancel people here. So if you just talk about great, I am specifically race. Yeah. And then, um, yeah. COVID just take a hard stance on COVID. That'd Please. be really nice. And then perfect. Just pretty much talk about either Trump or Biden, just take a hard position and bash the other one. Yeah. Yeah. Perfect. Oh, yeah. And you then, know. uh, we'll end on religion. Perfect. And, uh, I've got them all should be like good. Pokemon. Cool. All right. First off, uh, vaccine cap or fact? <laughs> cap or fact? JK, JK. Oh, rolling. Just JK rolling. What a author. I did say um, my first question to you. Mm. Is there a time in your life where you felt like I'm doing exactly what I should be doing? If so, when? Mm. Um, yes. I think that I feel it most days that I'm doing music stuff. Um, now, there are days where that comes out more. I think one of those days we just shared recently, our session yeah, that, that we fun, had. Man. You know, like that. those are days where it's like, yeah, this is what matters. This is who I was made to the be. The best way I can describe that, and like I felt that that day, and I'm excited to like keep working together and writing and stuff, is because there are some days where I check my calendar and it feels like work, mm. and then there's other days where I always liken it to like to like the slumber party, where it's like, this is what I'd be doing anyway. Facts. If you and I were hanging out, we'd probably end up just like fucking around on your computer and making something and then all of a sudden I'd do a little melody and you'd hop in like yep. that to me is is what's so great about yep. that process. Yeah. And we we did share that the other day. It was wonderful. Absolutely. So I think that that's probably which is cool because um I don't know that I did up until this point. There were moments that I was super fulfilled and obviously that has a lot to do with my faith and what I believe, but I think that like one of my mentors was always said like be who God created you to be. And I think that I feel that the most in moments like that. Mm -hmm. Or uh, honestly, moments when I'm on stage. I remember the last show I walked off and they were like, are you on a high? Like, are you buzzing? Is this cloud nine? And I was like, no. Um, that just felt like the most like natural form of myself. Like it mm -hmm. wasn't like I was way up here like, oh shit, that was amazing. It was yeah. just like, I That's just got to be exactly who I'm supposed to be. And that just puts a smile on my heart. Not so much a like, you smile on your heart? Yeah, you I'm, should get that checked out. I am. That is yeah, I am. not healthy. I've got uh, two years left. <laughs> Puts a smile on my heart. Um, that's the name of the next album. It's my grandma's t-shirt. Smile on my heart. Smile on my heart, boy. I tell you what. Um, if you could share a meal with any three people, dead or live, who would oh, they be? I fucking love that question. That's great. Hey, thanks, man. A meal. And I also love that because I think there's something just special about sitting around a table and Correct. eating together. It's not like just hanging out. Like yeah. You're going to go through a five course meal. Yeah. You're going to go to Cane Prime. Love and that. They're going to bring out the works for you. And yeah. you get, you know, really their full attention. You yeah. have the back room, mm. you have these three folks. And we're doing something that makes us all human. You yes. know, we all that's a great, that's fucking a great eat. Too. So, like, let's do I that. I haven't thing. eaten since 2014, but. I know that people do. Ooh, you should get that checked out. Yeah. <laughs> what do you mean? <laughs> what, what are you saying? I just drink uh, protein shakes. Protein shakes. Today. Sick. Yeah. They're all day old. Um, Gross. If I could have a meal with any three, uh, I'm going to go one, Kobe. Mm. He's going to be there. Um, 
Holy shit, this is an incredible question. Um, two, I'm gonna go C.S. Lewis. Ooh, fascinating. Um, yeah, he's my favorite author. And is he? Yeah, I'm gonna go C.S. Lewis. Name six of his songs. Kobe. <laughs> Name six of their songs. <laughs> That's funny. And number three, I'm gonna go. And it can't be me. I know you keep looking at me like, can it be you? I'm like, do you want to come? Do you want to come? I got one more. (laughs) Number three, let me go. This is going to be, some people are going to be like, what the fuck? I'm going to go Barack Obama. Interesting. Yeah. I'm going to go Barack Obama. Those three. Why Barack? Uh, I just, one, think he's a classy mofo. And two, he's he's just... I'm a big fan of people. This is another soapbox. I'm a big fan of people who listen more than they talk. And he, while obviously being the former president and being smart and all that, does talk a lot. I think that Barack Obama, to me, obviously I'll find out at dinner, so Mm -hmm. I don't know, but strikes me as someone who genuinely wants to listen to what Kobe and C.S. Lewis and maybe even me has to say at that dinner. Yeah. So. And by far and away, in my opinion, this is a hot take, the most handsome president we've ever had. Oh, yeah, no doubt. I can't I can't imagine there's been a more handsome president. Because he came in V. Kennedy was a good-looking dude. Kennedy was, oh, that's true. He's a good-looking dude. But I'd still probably take Brock. Yeah. Hey, guys, welcome back to Hottest Presidents, the <laughs> podcast where we just rank. Wait, I want your three for that. That's an incredible at question. Dinner? Yeah. Um, I would put Justin Timberlake in there. Yeah. If I'm being honest. Um, I... I always go back and forth with people like um, a couple people like have come in and out of my life. Like I was a huge Will Ferrell fan. Mm. So that was like one that was super interesting to me. I might do, um, let's see, like Justin Timberlake. It's a tough question because you, the second you put somebody in, like more people can't be in there. Absolutely. So I get that. Um, My gut tells me to be like Justin Timberlake. Maybe even like Leonardo DiCaprio would be really cool. Oh, that would be sick. Um, ooh, actually, I would do Taylor Swift. Yeah, for sure. She is to, to me like it's not even close. She's the goat. This is a hot take. Like, I don't think anyone has written. She is the best artist writer of all time, to me, and it's not even close. I um, totally get that. I don't. I understand I think people that. would say Paul McCartney which I get that, or Ed Sheeran. And those are the, the three in the conversation to me that all respectable choices. It's kind of like a LeBron, Kobe, Jordan thing. Yeah. But to me, I think her lifelong impact, because she's like not even close to being done, at the end of it, she'll be the greatest of all time. She'll be Tom Brady of music and stuff. I, I love that take. Mm-hmm. I, don't, so I, got, I don't hate I got that at all. I T-Swizzle. Yeah. I have Justin Timberlake. Um, Barack's actually a really good one. Bill Gates is really interesting to me. You, you would. That's such a Spencer answer. Well, just because I the dude has promised to give away like 90% Where of his wealth. Unbelievable. <laughs> don't look into the cameras. We didn't give you permission to do that. There are no cameras. There's no cameras here. Um, I don't know. I haven't thought about that one in a long time. But I like mm. to switch them up when I answer. So um, yeah. Jimmy Fallon used to be in that. I just mm. love Jimmy Fallon. Ellen DeGeneres just popped in my head, Ellen's too. Ellen's a great one. A Oprah's one. a great one. Yo, that would be gas. Like, talk about a person with, like, the most life experience. And, like, she's talked talk about listening mm. i think actually i would do oprah josh voice from drake and josh yeah um oprah t swizzle and 
Justin Timberlake. I love that. Now you have no women. Is that because you hate women? You texted me this morning. You're <laughs> you like, are, you know who I hate, hey, dude. I wanted to tell you this morning. I hate women. Uh, no. We just cut Stop. that clip and posted on TikTok. <laughs> <laughs> you pick no women. Is it because you hate women? And then cut to me somewhere going, yeah. <laughs> really? It's like, you want to grab lunch out of this? Absolutely. <laughs> We're on on the road to canceling Shockley, and we're um, pretty dang close. Okay, yeah, it's not uh, difficult. Moving on, because okay. that's a great question. Um, thanks for being curious about about my answer. I appreciate it. Absolutely. Um, if there was a pill that every human being could take that makes them instantly feel or know something, what would you put in that pill? Instantly feel or know something? Correct. So oh, like, I know. Uh, everyone would feel empathy. Everyone <laughs> would know when they're going to die. Everyone... I'm just giving you arbitrary examples as you're thinking. Everybody um, wants me. Uh, Here it is. Ready? I've got it. I'm ready. In the pill, it would create the... It would cause everyone to not want to prove... How do I word this? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Marinate. Still in the crock pot. Soaking up the juices. Make people not want to prove everybody else wrong and demonize people who think differently than you. Mm. Can I, uh, I, I would say that that pill is like, uh, the cure to comparisonism. Yeah. It's like people would really focus on their shit mm. and not like, I think if, if you could have a pill with like two things, like taking away comparison mm. and then a mass, pill of like empathy yes because that's I think great even that's great i see like what seems like evil in the world mm. my gut reaction is anger mm. like fuck you yeah you're an evil human being mm. and then the crazy part is if you really could watch and feel everything that they've been through yeah the question that is almost disturbing to ask yourself because we don't want to answer but it's probably true is would i be in the same position would I be if i was hurt shit? that much yeah. if i was beaten if i was yeah, um dude. you know cast away mm. by society in the way that these people have. Mm. And then, look, I'm not saying, like, there's any excuse to be in the Taliban. But a lot of those men are targeted because they come from these terrible situations, yeah. right? And so, like, I'm saying that to have mass empathy for people because I think that's at least where the solutions start. I think that's great. Is like, yeah. okay, how did we get here? That's great. And that, that comes from empathy. And yeah. a lack of comparison I think is beautiful, and that's something that I struggle with. If there yeah. was a pill, I would take it in a heartbeat. So Gosh. I love that answer. Yeah, yeah. I think that the biggest – I think empathy is the best way to put it. You kind of did that way better than I did. Just the the fact that when we see it so much, but whenever you sit across the table from somebody who thinks differently or goes about their life differently, I feel like oftentimes that means that they are the enemy. Or they're wrong. Or they're or, wrong, yeah. and therefore I have to prove my rightness and your wrongness. That is now my mission. And I think that that just results, one, in just disgusting division, and two, mm-hmm. just a really angry world mm-hmm. and really just separate world. So Something that I hate about myself um, is my gut reaction to make something binary mm. is like, this is good or bad, light or dark, yeah. uh, yes or no. Yeah. And the reality is it's just not. It's yeah. so rare in life mm. that like something is just objectively good or bad. Mm. Um, and so like that I do think is part of that pill. That's great. Is like... How can you 
you know, like almost an, another answer that I, I'm thinking of right now is like almost like a nuance pill hmm. where everybody really understands the like, yes, that's a part of it, but this is a part of it. And if you go back through the history of it, this is a part of it. Like, yep. it's kind of like the Bible. The first time I read it, I was told it was this way. Mm. And then with some more nuance, I was like, oh, it's actually a lot of things. Yeah. The Bible isn't just a singular, um, you know, uh, inerrant word of God. It is a book of stories mm. and uh, chapters of history. Poetry. Put together by and, yeah. Tons of authors, poetry, laments, yeah. all these crazy things, which to me added beauty. 100%. I really appreciated that nuance. So, 100%. And I think um, that what's great about that example is when you bring a different perspective and I bring a different perspective, we only know more of who the creator is because of that. Mm. And that's how he designed it. You know, he's not like that communal aspect of the way that I believe it just creates more furthering knowledge. And, yeah. and as opposed to, you know, cause every, I think that everybody's like, all right, I got to find all the motherfuckers who think and act like and do I like do. me. And that's not critical thinking. That I sucks. think Adam Grant just tweeted that recently. He's like, if you and someone else rarely disagree, one of you isn't critically thinking. Yeah. Somebody in that room isn't asking themselves all the right questions. Yeah. And like, to me, I'm always asking myself, where are my echo chambers? Where mm, are the places great. that like I'm seeking confirmation yeah. versus conflict because the that's conflict great. might mean I'm wrong. That's great. But again, it, it sucks because we want right and wrong, black right. and white, this or that. And it's not that easy. And but. with that comes a really like it's hard to say, hey, I was wrong. Oh, that shit sucks. It's been one of the hardest lessons I've learned as an adult mm. is like there's power in vulnerability yes. and weakness and saying mm. help yeah. or I was wrong. Like. Yeah. The I think the reason that we're both doing the things that we love to do today at a level that's higher than we were is because of our rate of failure mm. speeding up mm. because you yeah. realize that, oh, it's okay to be wrong. And yep. in fact, by being wrong, I will find the right answer. That's exactly right. It was really hard to do. I saw um, this video, this interview with Kanye where he um, said – Why are you rock hard again? <laughs> yeah, sorry. God, it is hot <laughs> in here. Um, I saw this video where – uh, he was like, um, God, <laughs> Jesus, man. Got me thinking about goal, just to you know, throw you off the set really like, quick. You're uh, watching a Kanye video. Yeah, and he was like, people who have an answer for everything and always try to be right, their entire life is a test. Oh, I saw this and on TikTok. when you, yeah, and yeah. whenever you, think about test day, how stressed out and how worked up and how. You're living your life as a test you're li- day. And that is just disgusting. Oh, God. And that's I was like. stressful. See, he's a genius. 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 Kanye, you're a genius. Genius. Anyways. Jesus. Jesus. Yeah. yeah. No, that's, I love all of that very yeah. much. And I this love. Is, I, I, this is like a. Um, a pretty good look at our coffee dates. Yeah, It 100%. starts off like business industry. 100%. And then we're like. The Lord. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. That's why I love you, man. Yeah. Um, do this one says, do you want to run away together? If so, Bora Bora or uh Cancun? Um check yes and check yes or no. Check yes or no. <laughs> the it's the only country song I know. Says. Um, have you ever had an experience that you can't explain? If so, what was it? That can be aliens. That can be uh, the Lord. That can be um, 
you ever taken like a really long pee, but you feel like you didn't drink enough water, so it doesn't add up? You're like, whoa, this is a lot of urine for a very little amount of water intake. That's something I can't explain. That, that I had the longest pee of my life. This is real, and I'm, I have to share it on the podcast. Literally, I was in the mountains, and th- this is what brought it up. I was so dehydrated. I had been on like four flights in 24 hours and just had one of those where you're like, really? Oh, really? Still going. Oh, continue? Still going. So Pull what's your, your longest pee? Hey, guys, welcome back to our podcast, Hot Presidents and Long Peas. That's hilarious. Yeah. Um, no. Yeesh. <laughs> you can't explain uh, in your life. It could be the Lord. It could be aliens. It could be ghosts, <laughs> ghouls, goblins. Um, it could be. Goblins and ghouls. Like intuition, gut stuff that you're like, whoa, mm. how did that happen? That's great. Uh, I thought of kind of like small examples with all that. I think I'm going to. I'm going to go with the, I don't want to call it a cop-out, but it definitely is the Lord and my faith. I think that there are moments, which I think we've had these conversations, mm-hmm. where people don't like to discuss unbelief, especially when it comes to something like their faith. And I remember being coming to a place in my life where I was like, yo, I don't think this shit's real. I'm out. I don't like it. I think I'm just like way too bad of a person for this. So count me out. Mm. Deuces. And it was in that moment that like belief really set in. Like not like that exact moment. Like I got hit by a bus and boom, now I believe. Mm. But it was that process of just really like my faith being given to me and crafted and molded through a series of several. I mean, it will never end. But I think that that's really it. It's the moments of just I don't know where this is going to fucking come from. Like, I don't, I don't, it's not in the tank and life sucks way too much. And so either you aren't who you say you are or mm. I'm a fucking idiot. Yeah. Um, and it could be both. And those are probably, those are the moments. So it's probably a collective group of moments where he meets me in those moments and it's like, oh, and that's what gets me out of bed. So, yeah, that's yeah. amazing. I yeah. love that. Yeah. Great answer. And yours is the P. So I like and yours better. the P that didn't stop in Beaver Creek, Colorado on 9-5. I was going to say, was that here recently whenever you had like 13 yeah. weddings? I had two weddings 27 in dresses. 24 hours. I wore 27 dresses in 24 hours. 24 um, hours. 24 oceans. Remember you switch went Switchfoot. Yeah, wow. that's the first CD I ever had. Was, really? Was Mine was Chris Brown's debut album. Bought it with my own money. Third grade, little conservative Jonathan uh-huh. walking in with his white mama, and she's like, oh, yeah, go for it. And I bought it, and I was like, you have no idea what this is about. That's great. Fuck yeah, dude. Yeah. Chris Brown, early Chris Brown especially, just... Again, talk about a, a maverick in the industry. Any who's a woozle. Um, I actually kind of already did that question, so I'm going to say skip. I don't like that question. I wish I could take it out. Oh, this um, is Uno this. now. We're going to take out this question live. Boom. It's gone forever. Uh, oh, we have a live it's, fire it's here. and it's Definitely been, over there. <laughs> nope. It's in the fire. Um, what are you most qualified to give advice about? Not me? shit. Not shit. You're like the third person to say that. Listen, <laughs> here's the deal. Here's the deal, man. But this has just been the thing. Oh, God this damn. has been the theme, but like. I think that my advice would just be on stop acting like you know everything because you don't. Mm. Then that's only I only that's pretty good advice. I only get further in life whenever I just listen and ask and shut the fuck up and just let that be. Be a better student than you are a teacher. I feel like that is something that we both connect on though. Is like really asking people in our lives like to be really honest with us and mm. try to get like critical thinking and feedback, even when it fucking sucks because right. your music is your heart. And so when someone's ripping your heart out of your chest and be like, eh, 
don't love the yeah, bass. Bro. You're like, cool, 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 Dude, cool, cool. <laughs> that shit. That happened to me this week. Fuck, yeah, I'm still sucks. recovering. Yeah. Somebody tells you a song that you've been vibing on yes. is like, okay. God. It sucks, but that's the like sharpening of For the sure. swords that creates, you know, conflict, which creates better art and mm. creates better versions of ourselves. So. Absolutely. That's beautiful. That's You are qualified to give advice on that because you suck so often. I feel like you fail more than anyone I know. And so oh, from that, idea. your advice on failure mm. um, is the – it's As the biggest failure I know, you can You can give so give much advice. advice on failure. Right. Um, wow. The Lord put this one at the top of the deck. What is the most important piece of advice you'd give to someone starting out in your line of work? The most important piece of advice. So somebody like imagine – a young Jonathan mm. rolls up and is like, and he's I'm like, hey do. man, I too, you know, want to yeah. sing. Um, that's good. Maybe a songbird. I think, um, you know, and I think we would both say this, you know, oftentimes we feel so elementary and at the start, really in our own heads, mm-hmm. like, you know, that it feels like, how to tell you how to get started in this. I'm trying to figure that out. But, yeah. um, I think that I would say put all the cards on the table and don't don't feel the need to get on the hamster wheel. Um, be curious and ask the questions and let your just don't don't try to put a square peg in a round hole. Like let your just let it be. Let it go and come to you. Um, because I think that in my, I mean, I've been doing this for four years now, the times that were the most difficult or that feel the least genuine or the biggest waste of time, which weren't because I learned, Mm -hmm. but were the times that I forced, um, and not forced in a sense of like, that can often be translated to be lazy and Mm -hmm. apathetic. That's not it at all. Like fucking grind, but don't feel the need to, um, you know, to force it out. Um, I think that oftentimes the best, whether it be a song or an opportunity, it comes as a byproduct of the grind and not so much me just trying to, like, pull shit out of thin air. Yeah. And well, so, like, I heard a, a quote this morning from Chris Martin from Coldplay, and he was talking about how songs don't come to you, they come through you. Mm, and that's kind of part of that's that. That's like you show up, it's like going to the gym, like you have to be there, you have to go put in the work. But forcing a workout when you're tired is actually going to hurt you. Mm. And like, I think for songs, especially, sometimes I literally, if I'm not in the mood to write, I'll think of it this way, where like, I'm just going to put my little lightning rod up. And if it gets struck today, awesome. Yeah, but like, that's great. It's not my job to force creativity to hop on the hamster wheel, just to hop on the hamster wheel. That's great. It is you're almost kind of asking the universe, God, energy, yourself, your subconscious, do what you are going to do. Yeah. And I will then almost like assemble it. Make yourself available to it. Yeah, yeah, make yourself available to it. That's really great. That's great. And I think that oftentimes those moments of resistance are when you are, that's obviously when you're going to be refined the most. Yeah. What's the thing that you're most proud of? That I'm most proud of? Mm -hmm. I think I'm really proud that I – this is more elusiveness to the project that is coming, but I'm proud of the way that – I'm proud of the community I was able to build 
and create this project with. Mm. I'm proud that I said the things that I did say, that I was told I couldn't say or shouldn't say. Um, it was it was one of the most like therapeutic, and I don't mean therapeutic in the moment. I mean like therapeutic for like past five years and time to come, like mm. put me in such a special spot mentally and spiritually. And so I think I am, I literally, I, I had this thought this week, like if I put out that project one day, God, please one day, <laughs> if I put out that project one day and I hang my hat on it and I walk away, worth it, mm. which is like really crazy for me to say that. Um, and think that way, not in like a, all right, I'm gonna quit on this, but it just was, it means that much to me. Um, I think at the end of every project, if you feel like there's another level, you probably didn't go all out. So I think that's what you're saying is like, yeah, absolutely. Not like I don't want to continue playing that's the a game, great point. but like there isn't anything more that I could have said. There isn't oh, anything fuck, more I could it. have done. That's actually exactly what that's exactly. You actually kind of just gave me that. So thank you. It is like, I think that up to this point in my career, I have walked away from a project or a song and been like, yeah. oh. was that bridge really yeah. strong? Or Which like, I think you're that... always going to have. There's always going to be a moment yeah. where you want to change Especially the snare. With time. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, I've heard Chris I've Martin never talk about wanted, that. never wanted to change a snare. Keep going. <laughs> um, but, you know, <laughs> those things perfect snares. happen. But with this, it's like I'm going to put out an imperfect pro- project because mm-hmm. every project will be. Yep. But I, I fucking threw every bit of me. I exhausted myself yeah. for that project. Well, and project. if you can know that, like, look, it's not going to be for everyone, but it was for me yeah. at the highest level, Yep. which I think has been my greatest lesson as well. We talk about this a lot. Is like, what is the point of making something that's commercial mm. if you don't want to listen to it in your dude. own car? What the fuck is the point of Fucking any of this? facts. Like, yes, I have to make music that I don't think exists in the market. Yeah. Or that great. exists in a way, but I feel like I can do it better. Yeah. Or, like, those are all acceptable answers. To make something because it's going to do well at radio or oh, it God. might get playlisted is so boring. Yeah, and I think bro. the good news is for both of us, we've had enough of those opportunities where you can feel it and go, that feels good for about nine days. For sure. And then if you don't like the mix, it's going to fucking haunt you. Yes. Or if you put out the song that was safe, but the one that you actually fuck with is sitting in your pocket, that'll haunt you. Dude. And that's what I'm super proud of you because I've heard the new music and it feels like if there was any part of you that was like hidden, mm. it's like super vulnerable. 100%. It's like you're naked on this project in a well, good way. that's what it's called. It's called naked on this project. In a good way. In a good way. Yeah. Parentheses. In a good way. Yeah. Other parentheses. And it's just me and my right angle of a My long question mark. <laughs> <laughs> and you're the back cover. <laughs> I love that. Uh, okay, let's do one more card, and then I'll get you out of here because it's Friday, and I really appreciate your time. Um, and I just love you so much. I'm oh, so glad too, that you agreed to do this. Absolutely. Thanks um, for letting me. This is dope. Y'all are thanks, sick. Thanks, man. You're sick. I am. You, you came in sick. Yeah, I did. Right. Yeah. COVID. Bad Thai um, <laughs> Who is it in your life that you could never leave out of an acceptance speech? Acceptance speech? Oh, dude. Acceptance. I love that. Acceptance speech. Yeah, you, you should that. learn to speak if you want to learn to speak if you want an acceptance speech. <laughs> That's it. I like the rest of it. <laughs> Is that right right? Yeah. <laughs> Using my hands. <laughs> Was that from twenty two? Keep Jump doing Street. that. Um, that's a that's a callback right there. Hey, that is good callback call. here. That's right. Welcome to Hot Presidents, Long Piss, and Callbacks. <laughs> <laughs> We're your hosts. Go ahead, please answer the question. Um, 
Um, it's a person I couldn't leave out of an acceptance speech. Besides me. Well, there are, yeah, there's the givens, which is, you know, your family, all of that. Obviously, like, Kanye. I'm probably going to wind up preaching a sermon, talking about the Lord, and mm-hmm. they're going to be like, hey, dude, like, you're going to get I'm that. I'm like, Apple open music. up your Bibles to Romans <laughs> chapter 8, and they're like, get the fuck off the stage, dude. I'm like, you get the fuck off the stage. Um, it is, uh, I mean, it's Jake, man. It is Jake. Yeah. I could not. Um, I'm going to be a bitch for a second. Uh, wait, I'm always a bitch. There was a moment where, um, he won't mind me sharing this, but there was a moment where it w- he was like, I don't know if this is for me anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, and we were kind of at this crossroads, which is really special because it was right before we did the project I've been talking about and why we decided to do it. Um, he was like, I don't know if this is for me anymore. I feel like this might be your dream and not mine. And it wasn't met with like anger or like, what the fuck, dude? I thought we were, it was just an overflow of just sorrow. Um, And just because of the fact that like, and you know this, but when you jump off the ledge and do what we're doing Mm -hmm. and your life becomes entangled with this, you mark moments of your career with moments of, pain in your life like I can look back to periods of song and obviously like there's the moments where you write songs about those things but even beyond that like I remember you know going into meetings or sessions with just my heart just fucking shattered or like Mm -hmm. shit at home is a wreck and I'm trying to play a show you know and he's the motherfucker who was behind the curtain looking me in the eyes like I know what you feel I know where you're at but trust me like you are made for this. Mm. And so, I mean, I'm telling you, man, I would not I would have quit a long time ago if he hadn't come on this journey. Um, you know, a lot of this too, this, my career up to this point has been me obviously discovering who I am, but gaining confidence in who the Lord made me to be for the first fucking time in my life. Mm. Like you can ask my friends growing up. I kind of did everything at like 75% because I was so scared. But this is the first time in my life that I've been like, you know what? I'm going to, if I fail, I'm going to fail hard as shit because I know that there's, I know who's going to catch me. Like as cliche as that is, yeah. like I know the Lord is going to catch me. And Jake is the one who's like, hey, you know, that's true. Like the days that you don't believe that that fact is true, it's fucking true. Yeah. And so, um, yeah, man, hats off to that. Oh yeah. I um, love that, That man. boy. So Jake, and I feel like I've heard you answer this question before. And I think you um, said Jeff. I did. Yeah. yeah. I said my parents, which sounds cliche, but I, I do have amazing parents. And then. Yeah, I mean Jeff, um, Jeff Corwin. The first time I watched Anaconda, <laughs> the way he handles anacondas is Rass- just he wrestles a gator. Sweaty. Like, <laughs> no, I mean Jeff Cherry. Uh, yeah, he's the dude, and for real. If if you like the podcast, if you like what I do musically, if you like um, anything I've done, he's such a big part of all mm. that, and um, I cannot imagine mm. that I would be even half as far as I am, and. Um, I have a tattoo on my body, on my wrist, and it's these little swords, crossing swords. And uh, it's, you know, I think it's like Proverbs twenty seven seventeen. It's like, um, as iron sharpens iron, so does one man to another. And Jeff is some of the sharpest iron mm, I've ever come that across. That is the best way to describe Jeff. It is. 100%. The kind of guy that it's it's so... He lives his life in a way that is so admirable and in mm. a way that's like so um, just like inspirational, mm. the way, his work ethic, the way that he treats people. 
that it like puts a spotlight on your own shit. Yes, dude. And that's the coolest people that I like to surround myself with are mm. human beings who inspire me because like like we were talking about earlier when you watch Tom Brady, they're just that mm. good at what they do. Yeah. Jeff is so good at being Jeff that it's almost intimidating and then it makes me go, wow, there's a better version of myself. And yeah. We work really hard on what, on what we do and um it's it's a shame that it like that it shows and everything like that my name is on things and that his isn't. So mm. I wish there was a, a better way to do that. And that's why I, you know, preach the gospel of Jeff Corwin. No, I love so. that. I get whenever I talk about projects and I say we, people are like, same. wait, who's the yeah, we? Yeah, yeah, I'm yeah. like, oh, like, well, me and. I feel fucking stupid saying I. I mean, yeah. it's the same thing with this podcast. Like, yeah. you walked in here. There's fucking five people who have set all this stuff up. Mm. They're helping us edit. They're helping me with the TikTok. Uh, they're helping me um, book guests and mm. email people how to get here. Like, Plus a thousand other things. Yeah. For me to say my podcast. Yeah. Like what an asshole. Yeah. It, it's our podcast and it's this thing we're building together. Facts. And, and it's and better again, that way. It, and it comes back to my kind of mantra um, of create things I love with people I love. Mm. It's not fun to me to make an album I love alone. Facts. It's not fun to me to make a podcast I love alone. Mm. It is how do I create things I love with people I love. And the second part is just as important as the first. You gave a great example of that that stuck with me for as I've known you in that. Because we've been talking about the arena and the stadium mm -hmm. since we've known each other. And you were like, I don't want to get to the stadium and look backstage and nobody be there. Mm -hmm. And I was like, motherfucker, that's incredible. Because that's it, dude. Because this is it's, true, it's isolating and it's lonely and it's fucking dark. Yeah, but there are people who give a shit about what you're doing yeah. and believe in you. And yes, yeah, and like Jake and Jeff and bring those, bring them out on stage. You know, like yeah. that's a it's a moment where it's like, hey, get your ass out here yeah. because this is yours too. Yeah, so, absolutely. Yeah. So I've, and I feel the same way about you, man. I, mm. I hope that you're on the side of my stage, and I hope I'm on the side of yours. Or absolutely. better, we'll just be on each other's stages when we collab and make some really really cool. Ooh, shit. what was that? What was that? Stay tuned. Um, that feels a great place to to hang our hats. I love it. And um, and retire. Absolutely. I love you, bro. Thanks for having me. I love me. you very much. It's just special. You're special. I'm proud of you. All right, let's turn these cameras off. We're going to make out. Guys, yeah. that's another why we're here. Alexa, play my person. <laughs> Alexa, play uh, my me persona. Me persona. Um, what was I saying? Oh, yeah, this is a great Goodbye. episode. <laughs> you know, like, subscribe. Tell your friends. Tell your enemies. Tell your orthodontist. Uh, tell your zoologist. Tell your pastor. Tell your... And when your pastor's pissed about how many times I said Jesus and fuck in this podcast, mm -hmm. tell him not to call me because I got enough of them calling me if already. If you have a mad pastor, have call this number. <laughs> if you have a mad pastor. That sounds like a weird disease. I got mad pastor. Man, I can't even stand up right. I got a mad case of the mad pastor. <laughs> what do you think it is? Like blood clots? Like from just eating yeah, way too much? Yeah, it's a or like, something. Like, yeah. yeah. Well... I love it's you. a weird place to end, but I love you, buddy. <laughs> Thank you very much. Thanks, guys. Bye. Bye.